fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the huddle. Listen, loaded show. I might as well introduce my co-hosts and friends of the show and correspondents of the show right here, right now. I'm going to start off with my co-host, Zay in the building. Zay, how you feeling? Hey, man, you know, I can always say I'm always in paradise. Things are great and things are. You know, it was a beautiful, it was beautiful the past, yesterday, super hot, kind of extremely hot. But now the rest of the week is nice, 70s, comfortable. Everything is glorious outside. And, uh, you know, everyone except for DeAndre Ayton having a good time. So I can't wait to talk about that in a few. Uh, NBA Finals is going to be very interesting to watch. I know everyone's going to be very interested in how we have our takes and what we're going to talk about later in the show. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a great show, and I hope everyone's tuned in ready to go. Dino, talk to us. How you feeling? Boys, man, I got I to gotta say, man, I'm feeling confident but a little worried about tomorrow. As a Celtics guy, after that last series, bro, got me on edge, bro. Good thing I don't got a physical coming up because the doctor be like, why is your blood pressure so high? So we're chilling for now, but a little worried but excited about tomorrow, man. Ready to do this. And you have a right to be excited, Dino, because it's going down tomorrow, and it's going to be a hell of a series, bro. I would be shocked if this is a sweep or somebody wins in the five. Like, I don't see that. I see a long back-and-forth series. And, um, Dino, you can correct me if I'm wrong, bro. Did you call up from work to be on the show today? I did. I'm always off on Wednesdays, bro. But okay. this, this is a must, must for me to be here today. You know, I got to talk about my C's, bro. Now, I thought you pulled off a Kyrie Irving for a second. I ain't showing up to work today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought that's what you did. I respect it either way. I'm glad that you're here on the show, and I'm glad that Zay is in the building too. And we all three of us in the building. Zach is out today, but he will be back next week. But without further ado, time to move on to my favorite game here on the show. No, that's Fact the Cap. And we recently brought it back last week. But the game is as follows. Basically, we'll read a couple statements, and it's just as simple as this. If we agree with the statement, we'll say fact. If we disagree with the statement, we'll just say cap and then put on our caps that we have here on the show. And um, that's basically it. That's the gist of the whole thing. And it's going to be dedicated to the NBA Finals in particular. So, ladies and gentlemen, ready for fact to cap. And we're going to see who's capping and who's really speaking that talk. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... It's time for the cue. Let's begin. Fact to cap. The Celtics are more burnt out than battle tested. Is that a fact or is that a cap? Dino, I start up with you. That's straight cap, bro. Come on now, bro. Boston Celtics are battle tested. Ran through the gauntlet. Swept the Nets. Seven against the Bucks. Seven against the Heat. Battle tested. Warriors aren't. That's cap. I'm going to agree with Dino. And actually, yeah, I'm going to agree with Dino. So this is actually cap for me, which means I agree with Dino. I think that when you look at their schedule and their strength of record and who they beat in the playoffs, they beat the Nets team and swept the Nets team. That's a pretty good team, regardless of all their faults. They swept them. Never in my mind that I thought they was going to sweep a team like that. They did in the first round. Then they took on the Bucks. Okay, with Giannis, that was going off. And we all know that the, the Bucks are the defending champs. They may not have their guys, but they have that experience in championship resilience. And yet, the Boston Celtics went seven games with them and edged them out. And then we get to the Miami Heat series. And yes, 
the Celtics arguably should have got them out earlier, but Miami has fight and resilience of their own right, and they took it to Game Seven, and it was a very emotional roller coaster of the last couple of minutes in Game Seven. But they edged it out and they won. Yes, it hasn't been perfect, but guess what? They have been championship level battle tested. So I go cap. Um, I'm actually going fact. The Celtics are more burnt out than battle tested in this particular instance. Because we talk about he went four against the Nets. That was very impressive. I, I think that was the most impressive series that they've had this playoffs thus far because they played against the Bucks. And while Chris Middleton was out, I felt like they should have took the Bucks out earlier than seven games. I think Chris Middleton was a big part of what they do as a secondary scorer on that team. A guy who also plays defense and a guy who was arguably their primary ball handler on that team. So you remove all of that and he stole it. They went seven against Giannis and them. I know they're tired off of that. Then they go to another game seven series against Miami Heat. Another grueling series where we've seen injuries happen to Marcus Smart. We've seen Robert Williams have the nagging knee injuries. We've seen guys like Tyler Hero go out and they still couldn't even Jimmy Butler go out and they still couldn't just destroy this team and decimate them the way I assumed they would when those star guys are off the lineup. So now when we look at the Warriors, they're going against a Golden State Warriors team who's arguably the best system in the NBA. At any time, any shooter on that team could go off at 20 to 30 points. We've seen when Curry's out, Jordan Poole could go 30 points a game. Klay Thompson could go for 20, 30 points a game. We've seen during this playoffs, Andrew Wiggins averaging 20-something, 22, 23 points per game, I believe, from how it's phrased, more burnt out than battle-tested because this is the biggest test of them all. It is the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. It doesn't get bigger than this. The lights are as bright as they are. And we've seen how guys like Jokic played against the Warriors, burnt out. We've seen how guys like Luka played against the Warriors, burnt out. These guys are tired when they play against the Warriors team because they have to chase shooters for 48 minutes. Not just Curry. Every single guy on that court is running around looking to get an open shot. So these Celtics are more burnt out than battle testing. So I would argue, well, quickly here, we don't really do rebuttals on fact to cap, but I will argue that they were burned out because they were one-man shows. Luka was a one-man show, and so was um, the series before the Grizzly series against the Nuggets. Jokic, he was a one-man show, so that's why they were burned out. I don't think the Celtics are, but let's move on here. Jimmy Butler should have won the Eastern Conference Finals MVP over Jason Tatum. Is that a fact or cap? Want me to go first? Go ahead. That's cap. I got a brush. Ain't, ain't, ain't a hat. That's cap. No. Listen, uh, I think when we look at what Jimmy Butler did, it was tremendous. You know, we did have three games. We, I think, he had 11 points, 10 points, I believe. He had a knee injury, so he left halftime at one of the games. We look at what Jason Tatum has done, not only in his playoff series, but in the playoffs in his entirety. This guy's been showing up on a nightly basis. These guys been hitting threes from all over, uh, every, all around the court. Uh, I believe he averaged 25, 7, 7, and 1. 1 being the steal. Uh, so I think that Jason Tatum has been doing an all-around effort in playing basketball and on top of that, guarding the best opposing player uh, on that team. So I think Tatum definitely deserved that uh, Definitely deserved that Eastern Conference uh, MVP award. I'm going to go take off my hat. I'm going to say fact. I think he should have won it. I think he was the best player in this series by far. And I had Tatum Hyde and Jimmy Butler when we talked about who was the best players remaining in the playoffs. But honestly, after this series, I left that series, that whole entire series, saying that that's Jimmy Butler over Jason Tatum, that is. And that's because the effort and his ability to have his way in the paint area. We go back to that final shot where he shot the three ball. 
when you see a backpedaling Al Horford, if he would have to attack paint area, he probably would have got an and one, and they probably would have won the game or at least went to overtime. Jimmy Butler is a dog. He showed up every series, and he had to because he didn't have that much help. And if Jimmy Butler didn't have the games that he had, this series, as Dino said off air, would have been over in five. So that's why I'm going fact. He should have been the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Gotta go cap, man. That's cap. Jason Tatum deserved a conference finals MVP. Even though Jimmy Butler played great, he was amazing for the Heat, and they would have got swept if he wasn't there, undoubtedly. Excuse me. I think that you look at Jason Tatum and his performances. When Jason Tatum does not show up for the Celtics, we do not win games. We have a great squad around him, but when he doesn't show up and he doesn't get 25-30, we're not winning. And Jason Tatum had to show up when it mattered most. He showed up when it mattered most. That's why he deserves conference finals MVP. All right, let's move on to the next joint here. The narrative that the Warriors making the finals tarnishes Kevin Durant's legacy is, I'll start it off. I'm going to say it's a cap. It doesn't tarnish, it doesn't tarnish excuse me, Kevin Durant's legacy. How many games did the Warriors win before Kevin Durant got there? 73 games. They won before Kevin Durant got there. So basically, translation, his legacy was tarnished as he decided to go there. So I don't think that has anything to do with that. Listen, the Warriors are a great team. They won before Kevin Durant. They're winning without Kevin Durant. And so because when you add the dynamics, P, Kevin Durant, I mean, how could we honestly think that Kevin Durant's legacy is affected Is affected once the Warriors already show they can win with or without him? And let's not underestimate that even with him, who took the final shots? Okay, it was Kevin Durant. He was the one in the fourth quarter that they went to, the closer. It wasn't Steph Curry. Steph Curry has not won a finals MVP. The last time I checked, the Cleveland Cavaliers just came back from a 3-1 deficit over the Warriors. They had the momentum on the balance scale going back into that next year because of the feat that they pulled off. And that's why they got Kevin Durant in the first place because they wanted to prolong that dynasty. But even then, even without him, they did. Congratulations to them. They're playing in the finals. But yeah, I'm going to go cap here. I'm going to go fact. I think that uh, the Warriors making the finals does tarnish Kevin Durant's legacy. Obviously, it doesn't diminish him as a player because he is a great player. He's one of the best scorers ever. Probably the most unguardable scorer ever. Uh, until he plays the Celtics, uh, anyways. Um, the reason being, and I agree with you, Lil. Like when he went there originally after they won seventy-three games, that did tarnish his legacy uh, right there because he should never should have went there in the first place. They won seventy-three games; they didn't need him. But this tarnishes his legacy as a champion because if the Warriors go on after he leaves and get there, and perhaps if they win without him, it's like, man, do they really even need Kevin Durant? I mean. I think no, but this is sort of like uh dang they got there and he didn't oh my bad. He left and he didn't get there. Um and the Warriors got there. So it looks like Kevin Durant like, man, did the Warriors even need him? Because maybe he needed the Warriors more than they needed him. So I think it's fact. Yeah, I'm going with fact. Let's let's just put it out there. Kevin Durant just got swept by the Boston Celtics four straight games. Kevin Durant is the leader of the Nets, a guy who they said him and Kyrie Irving on the same side of the court will go to the NBA Finals. I haven't seen it yet. But they said when Kyrie and Kevin Durant join forces and get on the court, they'll win an NBA Finals. When KD's healthy and Kyrie's healthy, fully healthy, going into a playoff, what team could stop them? These are the, these are the messages that media personalities, analysts, NBA analysts, NBA fans, Shaq, Charles, Kenny, Ernie, all of them were saying 
when they first joined. I have yet to see them go to the NBA Finals. When we talk about what Kevin Durant had on this Golden State Warriors team, he was given the keys. Steph Curry gave him the keys to the Camaro and said, you could drive us wherever you would like to go. He let him take over. It wasn't that, okay, he came and just took over because he's the better player. No, Curry said, I'll take a step back. You could do whatever you want. Funny thing is, Steph Curry is still the most double-team player in the NBA and was at that time still the most double-team player in the NBA. Nobody was worried about what Kevin Durant could do. They was worried about how many points Curry could shoot when he was shooting a three. The only thing I'll say to that is that I think this question shows how underrated Steph Curry is, if you ask me, more so than it tarnishes Durant's legacy. I think it shows how underrated Curry is because guess what? Curry's Curry. He changed the game for a reason. But, you know, we can agree to disagree on that one. Let's move on to the next joint here. Injuries are the main reason, the main culprit, why one or both teams are in the finals. That statement is what? Do you know? Yeah. The Boston Celtics is straight cap. Look, I know Chris Milton was out in the uh, second round against the Bucks, but everyone likes to forget we were out without Robert Williams for most of that series, too. Uh, without Marcus Smart for a little bit of that series and the Heat series. So we've had our own fair of injury shares as well. And we still have to step up and perform and make these big plays which we did against the Bucks in Game 7 and throughout the series, and we did against Miami throughout the series. You know, Tyler Hero did get hurt, yes. Uh, Kyle Lowry got hurt, yes. Butler got hurt, yes. But we had our own injuries as well, with Robert Williams still questionable, Marcus Smart still questionable for the game tomorrow. So we've got to deal with our own problems and circumstances. And um, I don't think it's the main reason why uh, Celtics are in the finals, because we still had to go through a gauntlet of a team. You know, Milton was out, but they still got Giannis. You know, Kyle Lowry was hurt. Uh, they still got Jimmy Butler. So the Heat are still a good team, number one team for a reason. They had Bam at a pile the whole series, and um, we just took care of business. And uh, for the Warriors aspect, I feel like with the Nuggets, they got a little lucky that the Nuggets were hurt. Um, but Dallas wasn't hurt. They beat Dallas. Uh, Memphis, you know, John Morant did get hurt middle of the series, but they were already down 3-1 at that point when Ja got hurt. So they were kind of already, you know, down and out, you know, besides that game five win at home. Um so I think this is a uh, this is cat. I think you mean fact because it says um, it's the reason why one or both the Warriors side. Yeah, yeah. Then it's a fact. Right, right. Um, say talk to me. Yeah, I think it's a fact. I think injuries are the main reason why the Celtics are in the position that they are. If I'm being truthfully honest, I think when we see what Tyler Hero was able to do during the NBA play and to receive regular season 20 points a game, and he was at least somewhat healthy. If this Miami Heat team was somewhat healthy, I think the series would have been a lot closer than what it was. Not saying the Celtics would have still won or not, but it would have been a lot closer. But I think even before then, the Bucks would have been a lot of different teams instead of playing Grayson Allen and um, a bevy other role players for a long, a long amount of minutes. Uh, we would have seen Chris Middleton be able to take over in certain facets, being able to um, hinder Jalen Brown a little bit more than uh, his takeoff that he had during that series. I think Jalen Brown was a crucial part of that team during the series, and he really emerged as one of the um, offensive weapons that we all have known him to be during the regular season, but he showed it in that series. I think Chris Middleton changes the game um, a little bit more if he was on that court. So, yeah, I do believe it's a fact that injuries are the main reason why um, the Celtics are in the finals. I still got my cap on, so I'm going to go cap here. The reason why I'm going to go cap, let me start off by saying that injuries is always a factor in any series, in any, any finals. If you're not healthy, you won't win. And if you are healthy, you will win. Last year, I can make a case that if Kyrie Irving and James Harden were still healthy, that the Bucks would not have got out the second round. Okay, or the first round, whatever round. I think it's the second round that he lost to the Brooklyn Nets. 
Um, I can make the case for the Suns. If Anthony Davis was still healthy, they wouldn't have got out the first round themselves. Injuries is always a part of the game. But nevertheless, I don't think injuries have a lot of reasonings to impact the series that we're about to watch. Let me start off with the Warriors. I mean, I think it's more so that the Warriors are a good basketball team. You know, they're all a championship-level team. They've been here. They've been done that. Okay, this is the playoffs. This is where they thrive in the playoffs. I hear you play the Nuggets, one-man show. Cool. But I think even with the two, three guys, they still would have probably edged out the Nuggets in six or seven games with Murray and Porter. Grizzlies, let's talk about the Grizzlies. They play their best basketball without John Moran anyway throughout the duration of the regular season, and that's just what it is. I, I'm not going to use the injuries over there. Let's go to the Western Conference Finals. That's more so on the Suns, not taking care of business. More so than it is the Mavs were a one-man show. I mean, they all one-man show, but if the Suns handled their business, then I think the Warriors would have got a tougher test there. But credit to the Mavericks, they won in Game 7. They just had an easier path scheduling-wise. When we go to the Celtics now, listen, I remember back in, I think it was February or March, because during the regular season, I'm not a regular season basketball guy. I'm a playoff guy when it comes to basketball. That's when I'm fully locked in and engaged in basketball is in the playoffs. But I remember my dad telling me, yo, the Boston Celtics team, they look nice. They look all right. And I was saying to my dad, I'm like, yo, wait, hold up. Wasn't it just 25 and 25? Do 50 games? What are you talking about? He's like, yo, I'm telling you, bro, watch the Celtics. All right, cool. Prime time game came on, regular season. I lock in. And I'm saying to myself, wait, hold up. Yo, this Celtics team about to win a chip. They're about to win a chip this year. Just everything felt different. Guys seemed more unselfish. Marcus Smart seemed more unselfish. Tatum was a playmaker. I'm like, the ball is moving. Listen, it was Marcus Moore facilitating and Tatum and Brown doing what they do and having the freedom to do what they do, but with a little bit more playmaking and trust in others. And that's how I knew from that point on when I saw that team, that one game, that this team was going to be here today. So, yeah, I'm going to go cap. Anyway, let's move on to the next joint here. Steph Curry needs an NBA Finals MVP for his legacy. Oh, uh, that's Cap. He don't need the MV Finals MVP. I think his legacy already cemented when he took the Warriors back to a Finals. If he's really being honest, I think this was his legacy right here. Was he able to go back to an NBA Finals without Kevin Durant? Because the stigma was Kevin Durant crippled the Warriors team. They needed him. That he brought them to, like you stated before, an extended legacy to bring him back to multiple NBA Finals while he's on the team and win them. I think right now he's cemented his legacy, stating that I could do this without Kevin Durant. Not saying that's what he's saying per se. But this team has the power to do so without a superstar in Kevin Durant. So I'll say that this message is cap. What's my brush that cap? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say fact. I think it's a fact. I think if you're Steph, having a Finals MVP can only enhance your legacy. You know, I think when we look at Steph, what we're gonna say is where's that Finals MVP? You won a MVP in the regular season, I believe, two times if I'm not mistaken, and you won a couple finals. Great. Congratulations. But where is that finals MVP? That's part of the memorabilia that is missing from your legacy. And I think, as I alluded to, I think Curry is underrated in legacy standpoint already. And I think, arguably, he has an argument to be the best player in the NBA because of the attention that he draws and how he makes guys around him better. But I want to see that aggressive tone. I want to see him go for that finals MVP. And I think against this Celtics team, 
that defend the way they do if he's able to get a finals mvp out of this that means he had a hell of a series that would be one for the books so i'm gonna go fact there i agree with you leo this statement is absolute fact steph curry throughout his career has been one of the most protected players in nba history no one likes to point out that he's 0 for 11 in game time or winning shots in the playoffs in clutch time no one likes to point that out no one likes to uh see his impact when it matters most that blown three to one lead against the Cavs. where was he where did he go when uh when they were up three one i didn't see him shoot i remember watching that when i was in high school i was like where's steph curry at how about when the clock was winding down when they were down four who took all those three points to try to tie the game and missed them it was steph curry um he's one of the most protected players in the league uh overrated in my opinion and uh i think he needs a finals mvp to cement his legs because what andre Gudala won it the first time Kevin Durant won him the next two times. So where's Steph at? You know, when you look back at uh, the Chicago Bulls, you look at Michael Jordan, he won all six finals MVPs because he's a number one guy and he has to show up in the NBA finals. If Steph really is the cemented number one guy on this Warriors team, where are his finals MVPs to show for it? In my opinion, he won Western Conference finals MVP because of politics. Like, oh, Steph Curry doesn't have this uh, award yet. So let's give it to Steph Curry. When it really Andrew Wiggins, in my opinion, was the player of that series. I think Andrew Wiggins played his heart out, and he played amazing in that Maverick series, and I didn't think Steph deserved that either. Um, when you look at the profound performances, how can you not give those MVPs to Kevin Durant? And how could you not give that Finals MVP to Andre Iguodala in the first time around? So it's like, I gotta go fact with a period at the end. There, there's no way that we just we just discussed the Andre Iguodala Finals MVP. We all know that was a sham. The man average, the man LeBron averaged thirty something a game on his man. <laughs> Let's, we, we need to, he needs to give that award back. <laughs> I could agree with Zay on that statement, Not Steph but Curry, I, though. Let's move on to the next joint that we have here. The biggest X factor of the NBA Finals is Jalen Brown. I'm gonna go ahead and start this one off and say cap. I think the biggest X factor, both sides, Andrew Wiggins, he's the biggest X factor for me. I think when you look at the Celtics defense, and we're going to talk about more about the Celtics and the Warriors for that matter, our predictions is on the way. But when I think about how Curry is going to get all that attention, guy that's going to have to step up from the Warriors and take on that load of scoring the basketball, not named Steph Curry. What I see from Klay Thompson, and that's one argument, I, I could have went Klay here. I just don't think he has it in him this year. I think he has to get his legs back. I think he had to get his rhythm back. And clearly his rhythm has been off. And he's been off to slow starts upon slow starts. And we're going to need more than a game six or game five clay. But that's where Andrew Wiggins coming to play. He's been having a great playoffs. He had a great series. Like my guy Dino said, he should have won on Western Conference Finals MVP. But now I think for the Warriors to be successful, he may have to win Finals MVP because he's going to have to be that guy with the freedom to get to the basket and cut to the basket and take some of these cold-blooded shots from the three-point line and defend the best opposing player on the next team, and that will be Tatum. So, yeah, I think Andrew Wiggins is my biggest X factor. Uh, do you want to go with your, with your biggest X factor? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I um, Biggest X factor, yeah, I guess it really depends on how you look at it. This take could really go either way. From the fact statement, as a Celtics fan, I'll go fact for this. Because Jason Tatum's our Batman, Jalen Brown's supposed to be our Robin. And as far as Jason Tatum can carry us, how great he is, you need that second uh, player. Because when Jason Tatum was getting doubled by the Heat, he was just cutting the paint and get doubled. 
he's got to kick it out to someone. Marcus Smart, he kicked it out to him, what was it, three, four times in the last few minutes? Because Tatum got doubled, made smart basketball play, kicked it out to Smart. Smart missed those shots. Jalen Brown is going to have to be able to hit and make those shots and not turn the ball over as our number two guy if we're going to want to win this series. And if you go on the cap side, I agree with you, Leal. Andrew Wiggins is an X factor because Marcus Smart's going to be guarding Steph Curry, right? This isn't no, you know, backup, you know, Monty Morris on the Nuggets or uh, Jalen Brunson on the Mavs. This is Marcus Smart guarding Steph Curry, right? So Steph Curry's not going to have an easy time with Smart guarding him. So he's going to have to kick it out, find Andrew Wiggins because, you know, Jalen Brown's going to be on Clay. So that's another good defender guarding Clay Thompson. And, you know, as much as the Warriors, you know, screen and move, you know, they're always looking for open shots, like you said, Zay. Wiggins is going to have to be able to hit those shots, and he's going to have to be able to step up. So, really, my take on this, it depends on how you look at it. So, real quick, uh, it's cap, right? I don't believe the big X factor in the NBA Finals is Jalen Brown. I believe that it's going to be one of the spot-up shooters on the Celtics, meaning it's going to be Grant Williams, or it's going to be Payne Pritchard, or it's going to be Al Horford. When we watched the series against the um, Memphis Grizzlies, the Grizzlies exposed the Warriors on what they lack and that is team defense meaning that if there's not a star player on the court they don't know who to emphasize on the to defend where to cut off the passing lanes and they're lost on where who to really guard so when tatum was on the court the point of emphasis to make sure he doesn't score and to force other guys to score so there's going to be open opportunities for guys like grant williams Payne pritchard al horford to hit those spot up threes from the corner or the um deep hash and i think that's going to be the biggest x factor for this NBA Finals to see, A, can the Celtics roll guys hit those big shots when needed, and B, can the Warriors mitigate the um, those kickouts happening to those guys so that they don't get drowned in threes early on in the game and play catch-up like they've been doing majority of the playoffs. So it's going to be a cap for me. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Fact the cap. We all know in society there's a little facts, but guess what? There's a whole lot of cap, and we just wrapped it up. NBA Finals predictions on the way keep it locked ladies and gentlemen i know y'all not getting tired of watching in the huddle over and over again so like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way ladies and gentlemen enjoy the rest of your day i'm out peace